Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents... It's one person coming in from China. It's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It will. We're going to all be great. We're going to be so good. This is a pandemic. The Betches Sup Podcast. No, I don't take responsibility at all. Hello and welcome to the Sup Daily Coronacast. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And I'm Elise Morales. And the Coronacast is your daily rundown of all the latest news on COVID-19, how we're getting through it, and just how close we are to ending this crisis. Let's get into it. Hi, Sammy. Hi, Elise. How are you doing? Oh, you know, another day in quarantine. It is another day. Every day is just their days. Yeah. It's weird. Trying to find different activities to amuse myself. Um, Got into embroidery. I made a little mask. Good for you. Do you wear it out? Do you wear it out? Yes. Yes. It says fuck COVID on it. That is, you know, that is perfect. That <laughs> I, it's just, a little small. It's a perfect I, mask. I think I need to, now that I have the scales, I think I need to revisit and make a slightly larger mask, uh, oh, which is why okay. I haven't like presented the mask on Instagram yet because I think it is going to, it doesn't quite cover my chin. Oh, okay. And I'm like, well, so it's like a, a mask for ants. Yes. It's a mask. What is this? A mask for ants? <laughs> yeah. It is yeah. a mask for ants. I also tried to make like a, I have a bunch of like head scarves, like just, you know, random things around that I tried to make into a mask and it was not successful. So yeah, yeah. I like the actual physical sewing of the mask. Like what came together was a good mask. If my face was slightly smaller, like just right. maybe like a centimeter all around. Maybe you could put it on biz because, you know, cats can get COVID. I heard, yes. COVID well, cats. I know because this tiger at the Bronx Zoo got COVID. Yeah. And then so obviously immediately business. me and my fiance are like Googling it. And what at least the latest that we found is that we can't really get it from biz but biz can get it from us. That is devastating. I know. If I if I gave my cat covid, I w- that would be mentally I would never recover from that. Hey all you covid cats and kittens. <laughs> <laughs> I that's it's really it's tough. But I'm sure there must be a lot of cats who are who have covid now because there's a lot of people who have yeah. covid. Imagine if like cats start getting tested before people, like rich that people happened. start getting their cat. I mean That's true. This was a celebrity cat, I would say, was able to get a test. Nadia of the Bronx Zoo, obviously (laughs) well-connected, obviously wealthy. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's really, it's really pretty, pretty crazy. crazy. But, you know, but I think that it is like interesting that now we know that. Yes. I mean, it It is is somewhat important to know that. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Before we get into the the news news, we have some other news. Elise, what are you doing tonight? Tonight, I will be going live with uh, a little account called Betches 
Heard of it? Uh, <laughs> uh, I will be going live from the Betches Subs account. Uh, Betches is doing a live Insta telethon raising money for our Good Influence Fund. I'm going to be chatting with Chris Burns, a.k.a. Fat Carrie Bradshaw. But Chris and uh, a bunch of other of your faves from Betches are going to be chatting with like amazing, cool people all night. So it's going to be really fun. It is very exciting. Who do we have? We have uh, the situation and wife. We do. We have we do. the Countess Luann de la Seps. We do. We have a DJ set to close. Uh, see you next Tuesday DJ set to close out the night from yeah, we're none other the than the white Kanye West, James yeah. Kennedy. <laughs> so We're bringing the club to you. And uh, we have a surprise guest that's like pretty legit. I would love to give you... A hint about who it is. The hint is that she's friends with Mohammed bin Salman. And if Huge you read the sub newsletter, you know you, the, the answer. You might the know who it is. You so might now we'll know. know who read the sub newsletter. <laughs> who is a loyal reader? <laughs> if you know this, um, if you know this answer. I'm really excited. I've set up like a little a little area in my apartment. I'm gonna be doing a fun little bit with Chris. So definitely check it out. You guys, you guys had great um, energy in the dry run yesterday. Yes. So I think it could, I even, I, I'll tell you, I texted Aileen. I was like, we should put Elise in like a little more maybe. So maybe someone won't show up and you'll get another segment. I'm on deck. I'm on yeah. deck to jump in at any point. If someone's Wi-Fi goes down, whatever, I'm there. I'm I think ready. it would be great. <laughs> But yeah, but Pete, the people can have you right now because we're about to do the whole Corona cast. We are. We are. Okay. So let's get into the top headlines. Mm -hmm. um, this week, people are, you know, you have kind of ringing the alarm bells. They're calling it the Pearl Harbor moment, the 9-11 moment. I would like to distinguish between those two events in that we had no preparation for them and this we were fully briefed on. Um, mm -hmm. So as of noon Eastern time today, we have lost over 11,000 Americans to this and there have been 370,000 total reported cases. Um, assuming that the modeling is correct about this week being the worst, um, that means that 2,000 people could die per day in the United States this week potentially. Um, in terms of New York, which is known to be the epicenter of all of this, um, it looks like cases in New York could be plateauing, and that is still possible. They are um, cautiously optimistic about that. That doesn't mean that we're out of the woods whatsoever, but just a early positive sign. Um, Governor Cuomo said Monday was the largest single day increase in the number of deaths. So not really a great start yeah. to the week, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And one of the things that Cuomo was stressing in his press conference for those who are listening from New York is that the next two weeks are like really critical for the social distancing stuff. Like all of that optimism is dependent upon all of us staying the fuck inside for like the next two yeah. weeks, even even harder than normal. So harder. even staying hot, staying home as hard as you possibly can. Look, I have no problem staying home. I although like I do go out for like a minute, yeah. So maybe I can like minimize that. Um, yeah, but, I've been trying to like take my sanity walk at like more of an off peak hour. Cause I think I was going like in the middle of the day and I was seeing people who, you know, many of them had to be out. So I'm like, okay, 
I should right. probably move this to like. Well, now you uh, have your ant mask. Now that I have my mask for ants, I do wear it out. I yeah. wear my mask for ants. Um, I have some gloves. My friend actually got gloves. She went on her sanity walk, delivered the gloves to my mailbox, and then I waved at her from my window. <laughs> That's human contact <laughs> in the age of corona. Yeah, one of my buddies who lives around the corner has a balcony, and like sometimes I'll just be like, come out. And I'm so jealous. (laughs) If you have a balcony, that is like the best thing you could have that is in Hampton's house. I know. I know. I'm so Although your Hampton's house can get you into trouble. And I think there was a conversation about that on At Betches today. Yes. If you are interested in that, tune in to At Betches. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying. He loves airplanes. He loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Okay, so let's get into something literally so infuriating. Um, (laughs) An inspector general for health and human services published a report yesterday that found that hospitals are dealing with severe and widespread shortages of needed medical supplies. This report is based on interviews with providers at at least 300 hospitals in 46 states. Uh, It also found that hospitals were waiting up to a week for test results at least at the point that this was being taken. And hospitals reported receiving rotted masks and supplies from their state and federal reserves. So that is absolutely crazy. And um, because it's 2020, the story gets even crazier. So when asked about this and why the Inspector General report seemed to conclude that the U.S. was not prepared for the pandemic, Trump responded, honestly, we're just going to play the clip. And then you'll hear it because it's hard to even describe what occurred here. Did I hear the word inspector general? Really? Uh, it's wrong. And they'll talk to you about it. It's wrong. But this is your own government. Uh, it's, well, where did he come from, the inspector general? What's his name? It came from the inspector general No, what's his report. name? What's I don't know his name. Well, off the find top me of his name. Head. Let me know, okay? If but, you find me his name, I'd appreciate it. So give me the name of the inspector general. Uh, could politics be entered into that? So... Once again, his tactic is to, I don't know her, the inspector general. Yeah. Like, he's just like, I don't, <laughs> this clip is him finding out there's an inspector general. He's just Pretty like, much. I don't, I don't know. Who's that? I've never but heard the, of that. But the punchline is that it's actually a woman and her name is Christy Grimm. She's of course the Grimm, 
the Grim Reaper. <laughs> of, a little the Grim too Reaper on of the real, nose. Of real information yeah. that is correct. Right. <laughs> Trump's Grim Reaper. I mean, it's just crazy. He's literally, I mean, we've outlined this in the new intro for the Subs Corona cast, but he's literally not able to take responsibility for anything. And we can see in his strategy now, the reason why he's not coordinating a federal response to this is because he wants to be able to blame the states. So he wants to be able to be like, well, Cuomo didn't get enough ventilators. Because if he takes over at the federal level and people aren't getting ventilators, then it's like, why didn't you get them? Yeah, that's what's so interesting about this, like, Inspector General report. It's like, okay, this is informing, I mean, us about the, what we're all observing is technically true, like, officially. Yeah. But for him, he's, if I'm him and I'm receiving this report, I'm like, yeah, no shit, I did that. Like, he's doing it on purpose. Like, that, yes. that's what's, like, what I think people are, like, not catching is that, like, he's doing this on purpose. Everything is in his power to coordinate this response. He doesn't even have to, like, personally do it. He can put someone else in charge. But they're not even saying, yes, we're doing it incompetently. They're saying, like, no, we won't help. Like, yeah, I mean, they, they are, they're bidding up the prices of all this medical equipment because you have 50 states and FEMA all bidding for equipment, which is making the response so much more expensive and damaging to the economy. Yes. And I thought Republicans are like all about being fiscally responsible. You're making it worse. His only his only priority right now is to wash his hands of this as best he can. And that is the thing about this man, who this man is, is like he is facing the crisis of his presidency. Every president has a crisis. He's facing it. And when faced with that crisis, he's saying, actually, I'm good. I'm not going to do anything. I wash my hands of this. I don't want to touch it because if I touch it, then I'm responsible for it. So he and he doesn't he, care about the people who are affected at this point. But he already is responsible for it. I know. Like he's, he's already he's, responsible for it. Like you're the president. Therefore, you're responsible for it. No one's going to be like, oh, yeah, like you let it to the you left it to the states. I'm going to give you a pass on that. Like, I know that's what's but crazy to me, but that is his strategy, I feel like. So, yeah, that's like the psychopathic thing. But then yeah. you have the fact that he's also fucking stupid because, yeah. OK, here's 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 like the key. If he he he's purposely like making the response worse, meaning like not going to give the ventilators, not going to increase testing, not going to help fully coordinate the response, going to make it expensive for everyone. Okay. Yes. So he's doing all these things because he wants to keep like his case numbers low. They want to hide any deaths that they can by not like posthumously testing bodies so that if these people can't get a ventilator, they they will they die, die and then they were never and they, they were, were never, never confirmed as a yeah, test of coronavirus right. he's so fucking stupid because he if he would like think about anything he's like the child in the marshmallow study do you know what i yes okay the one like, who can't not eat the marshmallow yeah yeah he like if he would realize that like if you test as much as possible asap and help as many as people as possible right now and make the stay-at-home order as strict as possible he would end up with a lower number of cases and deaths by the time the election comes around yes than if he just continues doing what he's doing which is mismanaging it which is going to make it worse and you can't hide those cases exactly like the that's numbers the thing will come is out. like people people tend to investigate why their loved one died. Like if yeah. your loved one passes away, you kind of are going to be like, I actually want to know more information about why that happened. <laughs> so right. like you can't just lie to people about the, like 
like someone will know if the, if they're like actually my mom got a respiratory illness she wasn't able to get a covid test and then she died i know what right. happened to my and, mom and scientists will be able to come up with those numbers even if they're only ranges or estimates like like you can't hide it so back to the back to the truth and christy grimm christy grimm with the truth so i i actually saw this interaction happen live and he started being like oh she's an obama person okay whatever this woman is the principal deputy inspector general for all of HHS, which is Health and Human Services. And she's served in the federal government for more than two decades in both Democratic and Republican administrations, I believe since 1999. So she's not some Obama woman. Like he's he's trying to like make it. That's what these press conferences are. And that's why they're so damaging is because this whole time he just like berates people yeah. and doesn't address the facts, which is that he is hampering the response. Yes. Like, okay, which is killing here are people. some things that we know for sure is going on at the federal level. So the White House asked a task force to organize a flight of PPE from China that will go to private companies who can then sell them to states. So instead of just taking them and distributing them, we're doing this weird business, whatever. So this someone can make money. Yeah, so that someone can make money. This does not solve the problem, as you were saying, of states outbidding each other to get supplies, which has become a huge issue. Cuomo broke it down in a really like succinct way in his last press conference. Um, so now, basically what's happening, because Trump has abdicated his responsibility to such an insane degree, states are now turning to each other for help. Um, because FEMA says that most of its 100,000 ventilators... Uh, that President Trump promised will not be available until June. So now Gavin Newsom from California, who I think deserves a little bit of the beification that Cuomo is getting. Like, yeah, like if Gavin anything, Newsom should get more because it's in a better state situation. Yeah. But like, whatever, we're New Yorkers. So we have to stick whatever. with Whatever You can't sometimes you the heart wants what it wants. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but G- Gavin Newsom from California is now saying that he planned to lend 500 ventilators to New York and other states hit by the coronavirus outbreak. And he's basically now trying to um, create like a consortium of states that will work together and do this, which is what I thought the U.S. government yes. was. <laughs> like, congrats, bro. You just discovered the government. Like, oh my I, God. I thought we did that, that. Yeah. in 1776. I thought we had that discussion and we decided, but okay, fine. Okay, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. It's like, okay, so the states who who are like down for, I don't know, one type of philosophy, meaning like not the Republican governors, like you're screwed if you live in a state with a Republican governor. They were talking about yesterday, but there are like still six states who don't have stay-at-home orders. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same, with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. 
Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Well, speaking of stay-at-home orders, yes. should we talk about Wisconsin? Yeah, I think that we should. Um, unfortunate situation in Wisconsin. Unfortunate. Really developed quick. I know. Like, life just comes at you fast. Truly. It does. Okay, so Ryan and Amanda covered this yesterday, but the story has moved quite a bit um, since they recorded. When they recorded, Wisconsin was planning to move forward with its election. So... Mm-hmm. Technically, I guess nothing has changed, but a lot changed in like the interim. <laughs> there was a lot of fluctuation in between. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At the end of the story, they're still going forward with their election. Yeah, but there was a lot of drama. Yeah. Right, right. And also, it's like, had they just like gone forward with it, like I wouldn't be mad and the same result would be. But now we whatever. Ultimately, yeah. it ended up being worse. The amount of the fuckery same result. that has gone on. Yeah. Exactly. An epic amount of fuckery. An epic. So this state, yeah, the fuckery per hour rate is <laughs> so very high. high. So high. <laughs> high. <laughs> and here we are. Okay, so the state's Democratic governor, Tony Evers, had said for a while that he didn't think that he had the power to delay the election just like single-handedly because in Wisconsin, the state legislature can control the election date because it's written into the state law. So he didn't think he could change it, but... Over the weekend, he called the state legislature into a special session to consider postponing it. The Republican-controlled legislature gaveled in and gaveled out after 30 seconds, refusing to even debate it or take up any sort of vote. So cool. he tried, I guess. Um, cool. But yesterday, so that was over the weekend, but yesterday, Monday, after we recorded the podcast, Evers issued an executive order delaying the primary until at, until June 9th. Why that date? I don't know. Um but that was like not necessarily like allowed technically because five hours later, the state Supreme Court blocked the governor's order at the request of the Republican state legislature, which is a conservative leaning court. So that was the state Supreme Court. Okay. Parallel drama going on at the same time. But that's not all. Cut to Washington. <laughs> the U.S. Supreme Court last night after all of this went down, reversed a lower court, court ruling that had given voters six more days to turn in their absentee ballots. So the state had extended its bed lo- deadline for absentee polling to April 13th. So even, this, if the, even if the election still went forward today. Yes. So that meant that anyone who had sent a ballot postmarked by April 6th and arriving by April 13th would have their vote counted. The Republican National Committee and Republican Party of Wisconsin did not like this, and they pushed it up to the Supreme Court who ruled in their favor. So now Wisconsin voters without absentee ballots have to go to the polls today despite a stay-at-home order from the government. This is on both counts. So it's like the Wisconsin Supreme Court was like, y'all got to vote. And then the U.S. Supreme Court was like, y'all got to vote. Y'all got to vote even sooner. Yes, exactly. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg wrote like, a scathing dissent. Of, of course she did. Decision. What did so, she say? I don't have it in front of me, but you know, she was like, not good. 
Bad. Well, also the uh, the lieutenant governor of Wisconsin tweeted a scathing dissent. He said, "Welcome to the shit show." Well, <laughs> put it on my Instagram story. He said, good morning and welcome to the shit show. Today's episode has been produced by the Supreme Court and directed by the incomparable speaker and Senate majority leader duo. Buckle up. This one's sure to disappoint. I love that in the wake of coronavirus, like politicians are just going absolutely off on Twitter. Like when that one guy from Massachusetts held up the coronavirus bill, Mitt Romney tweeted that he was an asshole. He was like, (laughs) (laughs) he literally, I kept having to check that it was Mitt Romney's verified account. And he was like, this guy's a mass hole. And then he just called him a real asshole again. It was crazy. They're just going Trump. Trump has changed the game on Twitter. Yes. But you're allowed to curse out someone in on Twitter as a politician. Now that is a public figure. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so, but back to, like, the issues that are going on with this Wisconsin election, because it's Mm -hmm. not just, like, oh, they have to vote, which is dangerous. It's also, like, a problem. Um, So... A lot of voters have that requested absentee ballots. There have been 1.3 million absentee ballots requested, but few have received them in the mail. There's a huge backlog because they weren't expecting that they would need to make this many. And as of Monday morning, 550,000 of them out of 1.3 million, so it's like a little less than half, had not yet been returned. Also, you need a witness on your absentee ballot and people are self-isolating. So... And they're not sure that like if you got coronavirus or not, that you couldn't get reinfected. So people are like trying to now not socially distance so that they can have witnesses on their ballots. Yes. Okay. And so that's um, the absentee situation. Yes. And uh, on top of that, there is now a huge shortage of poll workers because poll workers are volunteers. Obviously, people don't want to volunteer to risk their lives. Uh, a lot of they're poll usually workers, elderly. Yes, exactly. A lot of poll workers and tend to be elderly people, so an at-risk population. Um, Some poll workers who attend today will probably have to self-quarantine from their families for two weeks after possibly being exposed. And many poll locations will not even be opening because of the lack of poll workers. So now, because, so (laughs) they're having an election during a pandemic, which means there aren't enough poll workers to work the polls. So now all these polling locations are closing, which means that the polling locations that are open are overcrowded with people during the pandemic. So they've created a situation where the crowds are even bigger than normal. And more dangerous. Yeah. And more dangerous for the exact population that is probably going out to vote, which is like old people in Wisconsin. I mean, my favorite argument, my favorite like, you know, bad faith element of this is that the Republicans are like, democracy's got to go on. Like, yeah, like it's a play. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, we've like, been rehearsing. But the real reason is that they there's a state Supreme Court seat up for, up for grabs yes. here, and they want it, obviously, because they the Wisconsin State Supreme Court is actually about to hear a case on whether or not 240,000 people should be removed from the voter rolls for the November election. So, yeah, they're currently deadlocked on that case. It's three to three. And this new Supreme Court uh, justice, yes. <laughs> do they are they called that in the state? Yeah, I think so. Um, they that person will be the deciding vote. Yeah. And they so want it's like, that seat. Basically, the Wisconsin, the conservative leaning Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled in favor of keeping their power, basically. Like they ruled yes. to keep their power themselves in place. I feel like 
Well, the justice who's up for re-election like, did recuse even... himself, but that's yes. why that's why it's deadlocked because it's about him. Yes, basically, it's basically this guy is up for re-election, and it's really close. And if he loses, then it will not be a conservative majority anymore. And if he wins, it'll stay a conservative majority. And this guy who's up for re-election also is like used to be like Scott Walker's guy. He was like Scott Walker's lawyer or something who used to like try all like make sure that. Scott Walker's bullshit got through the courts just fine. So he's like literally a Republican operative. And also Wisconsin is considered by many to be the most consequential state in the general election this year. Yes. So it's very important that as many people there are able to vote as possible. And it, who's to say that there won't be coronavirus in November again or still, depending on how it's handled, which doesn't seem to be going well. Yeah. I mean, literally, they're inviting a major outbreak in the state to happen. So who they knows? They literally what will kill people so they can have power so that, like, women can't have abortions. And, like, I don't know. What else do they not want? Like, like gay people, that's their thing? What? I, guns? The, like, they definitely really? want guns. In Wisconsin, they definitely want guns. But it's really just, like, they just want to keep their power. I don't think they really care about any of that shit nope. i think they just want to keep their power and so it's they're gonna so literally annoying. put people's they're it's it's really annoying how power it's hungry so the wisconsin democrats are because they're literally killing people the wisconsin it republicans sucks. sorry oh my god the democrats are actually doing everything that they can to help the wisconsin republicans are literally killing people devastating um check out elise oh wait no we have to tell everyone about boris johnson being in the icu oh my god uh, huge deal cheerio it's british news <laughs> boris johnson's in the icu <laughs> thank you yeah i love how they tried to downplay it they're like he's just sent to the hospital after 10 days of a high fever and chills and almost dying with a, yeah. for a few routine tests and right, then they're like it's like okay are you kidding me the next the next message that comes out is they're going to be like, Boris Johnson's been hooked up to just like a routine iron lung. He's <laughs> fine. It's normal. Um, yeah. He talks through a computer now. It's 100% uh, normal. Boris Johnson's in the ground. Everything's just a routine lowering of the casket. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's still he's still in charge of the government. Um Although his new guy is like not great either. Okay, yeah. So, so just to go through that, uh, so Boris Johnson is in the ICU. They say that he's not been hooked up to a ventilator, uh, but that he has been given oxygen. British, That's what they say. The prime minister doesn't have like a VP, really. So right now, the foreign secretary Dominic Rab is taking over for the time being. Um, after that, what they would have to do is literally the conservative party would have to elect another prime minister because if Boris Johnson was incapacitated, which I don't think there's any, they're looking to do at this moment. Also, the queen gave a big speech where she told everyone to keep calm and carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it was like four minutes of just, okay, yeah. at least you guys have that. I know. It actually would be so... I feel like at this point, Fauci and Cuomo are, like, per doing the queen's role for us as, like, person right. who can give you know, a speech and we're like, okay, I feel a little really, bit better. 
It's really made me question several historic decisions. Number one, rejecting the monarchy would be nice to have them right now. Number two, not letting the states secede in the Civil War. (laughs) What what, what do we, come on. I know. Maybe Carry on. Some fundamental decisions that we made that maybe we we want to rethink. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. Anyway. Okay. (laughs) After after that, I think that brings us to the end of the podcast. All right. Check out our Instathon tonight. Elise will be there. 6 p.m. Yes. uh, And until the end of the pandemic, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And this is the Betches Sup Corona Cast. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. The Sup is created by Sammy Fishbein. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to Sup at Betches.com. Betches.